hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and this is episode 239 of The Real Queen Sid Show. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode. Uh, This is about evolution or pivoting in business or in life when things aren't exactly going the way that you hope they will. So uh, I hope you guys get a ton of value from this. If you do, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at The Real Queen Sid and write your biggest takeaway on that share so that I can see what you loved about the episode. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let's get into this episode. The first story that he starts this book out with is actually this guy named David Falk. And David Falk, F-A-L-K, is he was a student at George Washington University Law School. And when he graduated law school, uh, he landed himself a free internship with ProServe. Uh, And ProServe was a company that worked with signing tennis players. So a lot of their interns focused on signing tennis players. But when Falk started with that company, he really wanted to focus on basketball players. He really loved basketball. He didn't really care for tennis. uh, And he wanted to work with basketball players. So I'm Saeed HB. Thank you for sharing. Coffee meets beauty. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you guys. Uh, And so he wanted to work with basketball players. And so he signed a few basketball players onto the company and kind of the company was like a little weary of this because they didn't want to work with black basketball players. And uh, so they just thought the image wasn't right for their company. And so he was like, no, screw that. I'm telling you, this is going to be huge. And so he signed a couple um, basketball players with this company, ProServe, and then he signed Michael Jordan with this company. Okay, so he'd signed a couple basketball players, and he um, got in contact with Michael Jordan. He ended up signing Michael Jordan. Uh, And then he decided that he wanted to go into the sneaker industry with Michael Jordan, with basketball players. And this was something that had never been done before. All of these tennis players were getting these luxury sneaker deals. They were getting, you know, deals with Nike for tennis rackets and, and Adidas for, you know, sneakers or whatever. They were getting all these deals with all these sneaker companies. And he said, no, 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 screw that. I know what this com- I know what this industry needs. We need a basketball lifestyle line. And people were like, no, 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 we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Finally, he got Nike to agree. And so Nike agreed to sign a five-year contract with Falk in this company and with uh, Michael Jordan. And they were going to call it Air Jordan. But they were so unsure of what... Uh, of what they were signing or that it was going to be successful or they were so against like bringing in this new uh, lifestyle into their brand that they said, okay, we're going to sign a five-year deal with you. But if in three years you don't make $4 million, we are allowed to leave the contract. We are allowed to drop the contract. And so Falk was like, all right, whatever, I agree. And uh, they actually ended up making, y'all, this is insane. So Nike didn't think that it was going to make $4 million in three years. They ended up selling $70 million in two months. In two months. And I love this story. I love this story because it really speaks to the need to evolve. It really speaks to the need to be creative, to the, for, for the need to be moving forward in every single industry, right? Isn't that cool? You drop me like some hearts in the comments if you think that's cool. Uh, and so more than anything, it was his ability to evolve beyond whatever sort of roles and expectations had been assigned to him and create a new model to support his clients. He ended up making Nike $70 million in two months and they didn't think it was going to make $4 million in three years. 
How many times in business are you told that something is a stupid idea or you think something is really progressive and you think something is going to move forward? Maybe you're somebody, you know, last night we were actually sitting on the couch. Uh, I love being around the lab because my creative juices get flowing, but we were sitting around the couch and Brie was like, so uh, Twitch is supposed to be one of the top three social media platforms for 2022. And I was like, really? And I was like, isn't that like a gaming platform? She said, no, Amazon just bought this platform. It's turning into a live video platform. She goes, I made an account. I'm going to go wild on Twitch. And for me, I was like, that's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I think back to when TikTok came out. When TikTok came out, uh, I was on TikTok for fun. And there was a lot of people on the team that thought TikTok was stupid. They thought it was for kids. They thought it was for dancing. They thought it was forever or for whatever. And they end, I ended up get, uh, going into TikTok and actually getting a bunch of leads from TikTok without even trying, right? So I started growing my following and I started getting a bunch of leads on TikTok without even trying. Now it's one of our team's most used platforms. So yes, well, it sounds crazy for Brie to all of a sudden want to go into Twitch when it's something that she's never, that she's never worked with before. It's something that she's never done before. It's something that we've never even talked about before. It makes sense. If you think about this man, David Falk, who they thought was only going to make $4 million in three years, in three years, and he ended up making $70 million for them in two months. Isn't that crazy? No, I haven't started using Twitch yet. I just heard about this last night, but I guess I need to make an account. So he says, in every profession or field, the most successful people are always the ones who refuse to settle into the status quo, who don't get satisfied and complacent once they achieve something, but they always push towards the next challenge or next goal. Conversely, people who are too comfortable or are unwilling to adapt are usually the ones that get left behind. And so I want to talk about this idea of evolving. I want to talk about this idea of moving forward in your business. And obviously this is a super extreme example with Nike and with Jordan, with Air Jordan. But what if you had the next Air Jordan idea for your business? What if you were the one who went into the new platform? What if you were the one who had the revolutionary or the, the completely different idea for your business that actually ended up taking off, right? So I think back to when we first started selling trials with Prove It. And uh, we were selling ketone trials. We were selling 5, 10, and 15 pack, 5, 10, 15 pack, 5, 10, 15 pack, 5, 10, 15 pack, 5, 10, 15 pack. And then all of a sudden, what some one person had the idea on the team to make blender bottle trials because you're shaking up your ketones in blender bottles anyway. We knew that customers wanted blender bottles. We knew that customers were interested in having something to shake their ketones up in. Why didn't we include that in the trial? Why didn't we make custom blender bottle trials? And so one person did it and it rippled throughout the whole team and it really skyrocketed our trial sales. So what is something in your industry, in your team, in your business that you can, that you can bring to the table, an idea that you can have that will revolutionize the way that you guys do business? Does that make sense? Can you drop me a yes in the comments below if you're getting some value from this? Make sure you share it out to somebody that could also get some value from this as well. If you share it out, drop me the word shared in the comments below and I'll give you a first and last name shout out. And so... He said in this book, he says, I didn't bring my highlighter with me, which is really annoying me. So I had to underline it in pen, but uh, he said, I'm not interested in excuses. I'm interested in what I'm interested in is analyzing information and coming to conclusions. Right? So he was talking about how uh, he went on tour when crack a bottle, um, when crack a bottle released with Eminem and Dr. Dre. So he went on tour in the UK and in the UK, there was a really, really, really big response to that tour. There was people going wild in the crowd. They were super, super happy and they were super excited. They loved the song. They loved the tour. The energy was wild. 
he came back to America to do the same tour in America, and he was noticing that the stands, the, the arenas, the places that he was performing, the energy was super low. The response was not the same, right? These Americans were not having the same uh, response to his tour. And he said, I could have blamed it on so many things, I would, but they would have just been excuses. Uh, I could have blamed it on the fact that the artists weren't there to perform with me. I could have blamed it on the fact that uh, the it wasn't promoted properly. I could have blamed it on the fact that I was in the wrong size venue. But really, what actually happened was I had to evaluate my situation. And I had to look at my situation and I had to evaluate the culture of the community that I was trying to represent, the community that I was trying to speak to. He said the rap culture loves broken rappers. The more broken you are, the more rougher on the edges you are, the more gangster you are, the more the rap culture loves you. He said I wasn't broken anymore. I wasn't broken anymore. So the industry wasn't responding the same way that it used to to me. Does that make sense? And so he said the industry wasn't, wasn't responding the same way that it used to to me. And so I had to pivot. And so if you don't know, Curtis Jackson, he ain't, he ain't 50 cent anymore. Curtis Jackson has broken into the television realm. He has one of the, the best rated um, shows that plays on stars, right? So he broke into the television realm because he knew that he was no longer relevant as a rapper. And unfortunately, a lot of rappers, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this, but a lot of rappers, they have kind of a pop and drop. Right. If you think about people like the only people that I can think of that like really, oh my goodness, lots of notifications popping up. The only rapper that I can think of that's really lasted a long time is Eminem, right? He's stayed relevant for a really long time, but his more recent albums, even people have a lot of hate and a lot of uh, lashback on. And so he said, people tend to stop viewing you as a human once you taste success. And so they don't relate to you anymore. And so he had to realize that the evolution of rap was moving in a different direction away from the way that his life was moving. And he could either break himself all over again or he could uh, he could evolve and and step into a new arena, step into a new passion. Does that make sense? And so he said, I've accepted my role in the culture. I've accepted that my role in the culture has changed. That doesn't mean that I can't still impact it. I just have to utilize different methods. And so rather than he still really likes writing raps. And so rather than him going out and performing those raps, he gives them to new up and coming rappers so that he can still make money off of what he's writing. But it is going from it's coming from a different voice. It's coming from a voice that relates to the community. It's coming from a voice that relates to the people that he's trying to speak to, right? So he can still write really, really well, but he's not relevant anymore because he's not broken anymore. And so he realized that his role in the culture, his role in the community had changed. He either could evolve with the role of the community or he could, or he could die. He could get left behind. He could fall back. Think about these rappers that were super, super popular that no longer are popular anymore because... They, they chose not to evolve with the times. They chose to stay complacent in their role, their original role in the culture, right? And so 50 decided to, to move with the culture. So this leads me to the next point where it says change with the culture. culture. Be willing to evolve in your job or position is being willing to evolve in your job or position is just part of the battle. You have to also be willing to change with the culture too. He said he, when, he, um, when he established his show, Power, which is the show that's on, um, which is on stars. He said, I conceived power for my audience and my audience only. It was, I wasn't trying to tap into the new de demographic or attract to a wider viewership. I actually got to hear 50 cents speak about this live, uh, at an event. And he was talking about how his, the, 
his fans, the people that listened to his rap music, the people that listened to him were now the same people that were settling down and creating families, right? So when he was a rapper, they were in the clubs. So he evolved with his community, with his fan base, right? So I think about when I started building in this industry, I was building on Facebook. I was building really, really heavily on Facebook because that's where my community was. That's where the people my age were. That's where the people that, excuse me, related to me were. That's where, that's where my community was. And as the industry has started to evolve, my community has moved off of Facebook. They're on TikTok and Instagram now. So I had to move my business. I had to move my, my, my business strategy with the culture. 20-something-year-olds aren't on Facebook as much anymore. They're just not. It's an older generation that's on Facebook. So I moved my community. I moved my culture. I moved my content over to Instagram and TikTok so that I could keep moving with the time, so that I could evolve with the time. He said he, said he created power so that he could. I was giving them the old energy, but from the comfort and safety of their couch. Because he knew that's what his fan base was doing at this point. They were settling down. They were creating families. They were, they were wanting to stay in the comfort of their homes. They weren't in the clubs anymore. So you think about all these old lyrics from 50 Cent songs. They were from the clubs. But that's what his fan base was doing at the time. Does that make sense? Are you guys getting value from this? If you are, you can drop me a yes in the comments below. And uh, make some hearts fly across the screen. And uh, what else? Share this video out to somebody that could use it, okay? So he said that there are a lot of people that refuse to evolve. And I, this might be you. This might be what speaks to you, okay? A lot of people refuse to evolve. And he said growth is often the key element in any success journey. How many of you have started building a business one way or you started your job one way or you started whatever one way and then as times have changed, you refuse to evolve? How many of you guys, after all of the training that I've given on TikTok, are still not on TikTok? It is the largest lead generator I've ever had in my business, ever. Why are you not on TikTok? Why are you not on Instagram? Why are you not utilizing the tactics that people are telling you to utilize? Grow with the times or you will get left behind. And so he said growth is, uh, is often the key element in a successful journey. He said banks. So he talks about two different rappers in this, in this part of the chapter. Uh, and he talks about this, this guy named Banks. He said Banks wanted things to come to him as, um, oh, Banks wanted things to come to him as he opposed going out and getting them himself. He always projected an unhelpful mixture of both being introverted and cocky at the same time. The kind of person that, mo that is most comfortable being a big fish in a little pond. The problem is that he'd never fight uh, to get some of that ox oxygen back when I would walk into a room and it would take the oxygen from the room. And so he talks about how he tried to really uh, coach Banks, right? He was like, Banks was really, really talented in lyric writing. He was really, really talented at being one of these like pop off rappers. And so he said he had a lot of talent, but he wasn't, he wasn't somebody that was going to go out there and get it. He wasn't somebody that was going to go out there and fight for it. He wasn't somebody that was going to do any of that. And so when uh, Instagram came out, 50 did some, did some coaching with him. And he said, Banks, dude, like Instagram just came out. It's a hot platform. Like you need to get on Instagram. He said, this, this is perfect for you. You just post pictures and you can put your really witty lines in the comments. He said, something's going to pop off. And then somebody will hear your mixtape. Something's going to go viral. This is going to be what takes you off. You need to get on Instagram. And he said, uh, and he said, no, I don't want to do that. 
And, and Fiddy said, why don't you want to do that, dude? Like, this is perfect for you. You just post pictures and you put your witty things in the comments and you're going to get attention. This is what's going to make you pop off. Like, you need to do this. And he said, nah, that's corny. Biggie and Pac didn't do, what, didn't do that. And 50 said, dude, Biggie and Pac are dead. They weren't around for when, when Instagram came out. You can't tell me that if Instagram was around when Biggie and Pop were big, Pac were big, that they wouldn't be doing Instagram. They wouldn't be evolving with the times. And he said, Banks was adamant. Biggie and Pac didn't do social media, so he wasn't going to do it either. And he said, in that exact moment, this is, some, this is something that I, some, this is a time that I realized this is someone I can't invest another minute or, minute or dollar in. He realized in that moment that Banks was not coachable. He realized in that moment that Banks didn't want it hard enough, didn't want it enough. He realized that Banks wasn't willing to evolve with the times. He realized that Bank, Banks wasn't able to get uncomfortable. You guys remember a couple days ago when I said on a live, I said, are you coachable or are you coachable to your comfort level? Banks was uncomfortable with social media, so he refused to do it. He thought that if he tried to market his music the same way that Biggie and Pac did, he would make it because his lyrics were good, but nobody cared about his mixtapes. Nobody cared about his mixtapes. Annalise Cunningham, thank you for sharing. Right? Nobody cared about his mixtapes. He was unwilling to evolve with the times. So you know who you don't you don't know that name. That's a rapper. His name is Banks. You don't know him. I don't know him. Why? Because he was unwilling to be coachable. He started to realize, and so 50 said, I realized that, or he, 50 said when Instagram came out, he was also against Instagram. He was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. And he realized it wasn't actually stupid. You guys need to write this down. He realized that it wasn't actually stupid. He just didn't understand the platform. And rather than say that something was, that he didn't understand he just would rather say, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Write that down. How many of you guys think you say out loud that TikTok is stupid, even though the people that are successful in business, the people that have what you want are building on TikTok? It's the biggest lead generator. I'm going to say this again. It's the biggest lead generator I've ever had in my entire business. Evolve with the times or you will get left behind. Look at the people that have what you want and do exactly what they tell you to do. Is it that you don't understand or is it that something's actually stupid? Because my, my bet would be is that you don't actually understand the platform and that's why you think it's stupid. As soon as Bree said last night, Twitch is one of the top three platforms in 2022 uh, for social media, I was like, nah, nope, I don't want to do that. Why? Because I don't understand it. Not because it's not going to work. Not because it's stupid. Not because it's not relevant. Not because she's not right. Not because it couldn't make me a lot of money, but because I don't understand that platform. Right. And so he talks about a second rapper, uh, Yayo is a little bit different than Banks. And he said, Yayo, um, was super like impulsive, right? He was used to growing up on the streets. He was used to being impulsive. He was used to like using violence to get what he wanted. He was used to being loud. He was used to clapping back. He was used to, he was used to, he was used to. And so 50 brought him up with him when he, uh, when he gained success, when he gained momentum. And he tried to really uh, kind of settle Yayo down. He was like, dude, we can't pop off like that. Like we are getting somewhere. We are getting places. We cannot create a bad image. We can't, we can't act the way we did in the streets. Like you need to calm down. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. And he said, Yayo refused, refused to learn. And he said, I learned that things, um, 
He said, I learned that when things are moving very fast and you're constantly being put in new situations and environments, most people tend to lean back into their old habits and not develop new ones. And so I asked you, what are your old habits that you fall into when you start to get uncomfortable in your business? When you start, when somebody mentions a 90 day run, when somebody mentions getting a structured schedule out, when somebody mentions doing your DMOs every single day, when somebody mentions going live every single day, when somebody mentions posting a podcast every single day, do you fall back into your old habits of being inconsistent? Do you fall back into your old habits of being lazy? Do you fall back into your old habits of being less than, and than excellent? Really take an evaluation of yourself. Do you fall back into your old habits when new things around you start to change? Yes or no? Make some hearts fly across the screen if you guys are getting some value from this. Make sure you share it out to somebody that could use this, okay? And he said, he said, what I realized with these two rappers is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Those guys had been standing by the well for years and then were going to die of thirst. The idea for everyone, he said, so I love this. So this really made me think of network marketing, right? So um, 50 had a, a group of people that he called G-Unit, right? And these were basically like, undiscovered, um, small artists, small rappers that he was trying to bring up with him. It's uh, hustle harder, hustle smarter by Curtis Jackson. He had this group of small rappers that he was trying to bring up with him. Right. And he called this G unit. And I, I underline this whole thing. So I'll just read it. He said, the idea for everyone associated with G unit was to eventually become bosses in their own, in their own right. All they had to do was follow my example. I had set them up for success by putting them on my records and letting them share the stage with me on tour. Once they were established, all they had to do was replicate the same formula with new acts that they had selected, repeating the process all the way down. And I highlighted all of this because how relatable is that to network marketing? Right? I think about our team. We have every system in place. We have every system in place. There are systems for customer acquisition. There are system or, systems for scripts. There are systems for promoters. There are systems for onboarding. There are systems for, get, systems for getting your customer started. There are systems for getting your promoter started. We have everything. We have leaders that lead by example. We literally give our teams TikToks every single day to copy. We have three power hours a day, which is high, high business um, coaching every single day led by, by car earners, people that have earned free cars in the company. The system is there. He said every single person in G unit, he said, my, my intention for G unit was to be the first branches in the family tree that started with me and would go on to launch generations of rappers. Instead, I created a family tree that lived on for one generation before dying. It shriveled up. It shriveled up. I birthed my sons, but they didn't bear me any children. It all stopped with them. Think about your leadership. All you have to do is follow in their footsteps. And if you don't have a good leader, find some leaders in network marketing to follow. There are tons of incredible people that put out tons of content, tons of training that tell you exactly how to build a business. All you have to do is follow in their footsteps. All you have to do is follow in their footsteps. Okay. And so the next part, he talks about the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall is basically the idea that. Um, things should be really obvious. And unfortunately, what he talks about in this, in this part of the chapter is that the writing is never actually on the wall, right? So when you think about it this way, Blockbuster, looking back, you know, hindsight's 50, 50 or hindsight's 2020. I think that's what it is. Hindsight's 2020, right? Looking back, Blockbuster should have known that when Netflix started taking market share that they were going to go out of business, but not everything looks that clear, right? What he said, no, uh, no one, 
Oh, it's never actually on the wall. And so he said, no one flew a plane over Blockbuster headquarters, tailing a banner that said, hey, CEO, renting DVDs is about to be a thing of the past. In the future, everyone will stream their movies. Nobody said that, right? And so he said, you've got to have enough vision to see where things are going and transition your business into a streaming model before Netflix corners the market. Now, obviously, this isn't just about Netflix, but think about if Blockbuster had evolved faster to streaming, then Netflix wouldn't exist. Blockbuster already had the established community. Blockbuster already had the established um, space in the industry. All they had to do was pivot. All they had to do was pivot and evolve with the times. But they didn't. And so Blockbuster ended up going out of business and Netflix took over the movie industry. Does that make sense? So it's not always obvious what's going to happen, but you have to be hyper aware of your surroundings, right? You have to be aware of when your when your uh, engagement is dropping down on one platform. What new platform can I go and experience? What new platform can I pivot to? Y'all, I don't really like posting a podcast every day, but I do it because I know that it works really well because people like listening to podcasts. Podcasts are easy to listen to when you're on a drive, right? I get more engagement. I get more interest from posting a podcast than I do a live video. Yes, there's 12 of you over on Instagram and there's eight of you over on TikTok. There's going to be over 300 people that listen to this podcast episode. Pivot or fall behind. Okay. And so he said, the last thing that you need to make sure that you're evolving with is expanding your circle. He said, trust me, when you make real money, a lot of things change. And one of the most important things is the type of people you hang out with. And so 50 talks about how he has started bringing all these friendships into his life now that are people that are different from him. He said, I used to shy away from people that were different from me. You know, people that grew up in different communities, people that grew up in different cultures, people that grew up differently than him. He said, Excuse me, I simply didn't associate with anyone that was different than me. But he said, not every one of your friends has to be into the same things that you are. He said, once he started diversifying his friendships, he started expanding his knowledge. I love, 50 would have never written a book this well if he hadn't diversified his his friendships. He He starts with storytelling and history lessons and all kinds of stuff in this book. He said, history was never part of hip hop. History was never part of rap. And he said one of his closest friends now, one of his co-authors on his book was actually a history buff, a white, a white man in his 40s, a history buff. He said, I never would have associated with somebody like that. But the conversations that it sparks, the, the, the growth that I have from associating myself with people that are different from me. It allowed me to expand my vision. He said, every single time I try to get myself in rooms with people that know more than me, not because I don't value my experiences, but because I value learning over being the loudest one in the room. Write that down. I value learning over being the loudest, smartest one in the room with the biggest ego. Write that down. Right. And so he said, you must find people who are going to inject new energy into your life, because if you have the same conversations with the same people year after year, your energy is going to be stagnant. Your ideas are going to be stale and your your momentum will be stuck. If you don't inject new energy into your life with people that are different than you. Y'all, I love this lab so much because there are so many people in this house. There's only four of us in this house right now. There are so many people in this house that are so different than me. 
but it allows new perspective. It allows growth. It allows new energy. It allows new ideas. It allows creativity. I told you I love being in this house. I love being around these people because it makes my energy, it makes my creativity just skyrocket. He said, those people weren't more cultured than me. They were just exposed to a different culture. They weren't more cultured than me. They were just exposed to a different culture. And just as I was intimidated by what I didn't know about their culture, they might be equally intimidated about what they don't know about mine. Because while those, their kids might go to private school in Beverly Hills, but they were playing my music in their car on the way there. I love that. He said, I'm going to be able to extract real value out of their input. When I combine the information with my own instincts and experiences, that's the perfect formula to make shit happen. And so I challenge you to allow yourself to evolve in your friendships, evolve in your business, get up with the times, move through things as things begin to change. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Allow yourself to learn. Because there's a lot of things in business I didn't want to do. Hell, I didn't want to do business lives on TikTok for so long. I knew that's what grew my social media following on Facebook. And I didn't want to do it on, I'm sorry, on Instagram. I knew that's what grew my social media following on Facebook. And I didn't want to do business lives on Instagram. Why? Because it was uncomfortable. Why? Because I didn't see anybody else doing it. Why? Because I thought that people weren't going to care. Why? Because I thought that all my business people were over on Facebook and Instagram was just a platform for pretty pictures. And look at how important Instagram is in my business now. You have to be willing to evolve. You have to be willing to grow. You have to be willing to get better and better and better and better and better. So 